Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I gotta say, I feel more respect for you after you've given me an apology. Mm. And not only do I feel more respect for you, but I also feel more love for you. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Prebo Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of The Importance of Apologies. And yes, by learning how to give and receive, accept and ask for meaningful apologies, your life and your relationships will be transformed. And yes, everyone has issues with apologies to some degree or another. Some people are more focused on apologies that are owed to them, you know, harboring some anger or resentment that uh, things would be different if an apology were given to them. Some people focus on apologies that they need to make, you know, feeling somewhat angry or upset at themselves because they can't just seem to get the energy or the wherewithal or the guts or their vulnerability to apologize. And sometimes we just do a shitty job of doing it. We really don't learn how to give a really deep, meaningful, healing apology. And I believe in committed relationships and families. And as we're also learning with racism and standing up for Black Lives Matter and protests and police brutality, just in this week, how important a deep apology can be to transforming the hurt from the past. It is powerful. So today I have a conversation with my wife, Ivana Rainbow, and we talk about aspects of apologies in our life, how it is as important as appreciation in our life. And those of you that have listened to my podcast of how much I emphasize appreciation as a way to connect in your relationships and the health of your relationships, I believe that apologies are just as important. If you do appreciations really well, and you do apologies really well, those are great skills to have in your toolkit. And as a relationship counselor, sometimes I am surprised of how little of attention people give to a meaningful, deep apology. Because when an apology is received as the gift that it is, and also reciprocated in the acceptance of it, it is nothing short of a miracle. Apologies has more than the power to soothe wounds or mend relationships. It brings a deep level of connection and intimacy between people. Because when we apologize to those we've hurt, those that we have disappointed, that we have betrayed or angered, the caring and respect that we can convey through our apology, it fosters love and trust. And before we get on to that conversation, I really want to give a shout out to those of you who financially support this podcast with an ongoing monthly donation. I want to thank Jonathan, Andy, Rhonda, 
Elsa, Michael, Caroline, Lars, Sarah, Ulrich, Marie, and Stefan. Hey, thank you so much for continuously supporting this podcast. I deeply, deeply appreciate it. All right, so here we go with this conversation with my wife, Ivana Rainbow, the importance of apologies. And we actually give some unrehearsed apologies to each other. So let's talk about it. Lovey, thanks for wanting to have this conversation with me. Hey, Lovey, yes, I am eager to mm. talk with you about this subject. Yeah, about apologies. You know, we we know how important and impactful apologies have been in our relationship, almost the same importance or the same importance as appreciations, which we strive a lot and emphasize a lot in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Yes, and apologies used to be something I was dreading, but now I welcome it and find it a wonderful challenge, mm. opportunity. Yeah, opportunity for connection, opportunity for understanding, mm-hmm. and also for me it's an opportunity to not let things keep piling up that cause distance and and disconnection. I just think that, you know, the Inability to apologize is also a great source of dysfunction in many people's relationship. And I want to emphasize here how necessary apologies are in our emotional as well as our physical health and and well-being. Even now, we know what's going on in our world and our society and the violence and the protests with uh, Black Lives Matter. Um, We are understanding the importance of apologies and remorse. More and more people are coming out and saying, I was wrong. Even the NFL commissioner just the other day came out and said that we got it wrong. We are sorry. And that could be so impactful when it is meant and felt and uh, a healing process can start. It is definitely not the end. It is the beginning of a healing process. But we're seeing that now more in our society. So it's imperative that we bring it into our relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the willingness. It's like opening the door and let's begin to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a process. Yeah, it's difficult for many people because they may not have grown up with it, of course. Um, really bad apologies throughout their life when you know I hear people say, I said, I'm sorry. What do you want from me? I'm sorry. I grew up with some of that, and that's not a sincere apology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I grew up with also, you know, very quick apologies, not going deeper into it, but just, I'm sorry. Yeah, and going deeper into it, what we mean is taking accountability and responsibility, showing empathy and understanding of what the other person felt asking if there's any kind of restitution or things that we can change. When you give an apology to me, what helps me really heal is when I really understand, really get that you feel remorse about a situation or a behavior that hurt me. Even if you have your own experience or even belief system around it, or it's sometimes that you might be unaware 
of how it affects me when I feel that you're more interested in seeing and expressing the hurt that I might feel as opposed to your justification of doing it, that's transforming to me. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. And I think it was just about six years ago that I woke up to doing deeper apologies. And we really dived in to study that subject more. And then it led us to do workshops on apologizing. Yeah, I said this, you know, going way back to two years ago when I first started doing a podcast, I did one on the art of apology and talked about it and told people how when we got deeper into apologies was we wanted to give a, a workshop on it. And what we decided to do was try out our method. It was a full day couples workshop. So we knew that we needed to really see the method that we were going to do. So for a couple months before the workshop, we worked on several apologies. I think it was almost 10 apologies apiece for over 20 some odd years that we were together at that time and how healing and transformative that was just to do that, whether the workshop went or not. To me, it was so beneficial to do that. Yes, it was such a wonderful process very healing and actually kind of a fun challenge to uh, practice apologizing because that good feeling that came afterwards it was such a wonderful high so uh, it just kept us going apologizing for old stuff can, can you talk more about the good feeling because i think people might be questioning man when i apologize i don't have a good feeling afterwards what's the good feeling that you have afterwards well, basically it is, I feel more connected to you. Yeah, I think that is the very good feeling. It's like I have expressed something, you have expressed something, and we're meeting and understanding each other better after the apology. And, and it, it just naturally brings us more in connection with each other. Mm. Yeah. You know, when I feel good after an apology, maybe this is what you're you're feeling too, is empowered. You know, when, when I take responsibility and accountability of my behavior and my action, nobody's got anything on me. I take responsibility. And so it's very empowering to me to not make excuses, not blame, not put any power, take away my power, be a victim to something external, but to, to totally embrace it. So to me, it feels very empowering. And if I don't feel shame, but I feel guilt or remorse, that's much more beneficial. Because then shame, I make it about myself. And then I feel like I'm a really shitty person. And it's really hard then to focus on you. So when I want to focus really on you and what you felt, I'm connecting to you and I'm feeling more intimate with you. Yes. Exactly. And as we were training all these apologies, we kind of put down five points for giving a good apology. And as you say, the first one is simply to express regret and say, I'm sorry. That's the first step. And then we begin to go a little bit deeper. Yeah. And I think when we say, I'm sorry, it's got to be a slow, like to that we have to actually feel it. Because that to me is those two things with appreciation we have to feel appreciative when we give an appreciation. And with saying, I'm sorry, an apology, we have to feel the remorse. So I think that's key when we say that, that we have to feel it. Mm -hmm. 
And and as we keep going with the apology, we might also experience that our feelings get deeper. And the second step is to take responsibility for why we're apologizing for the action that led up to it. And that's using the I statement and say, I was wrong. And then the third one is to show empathy, to feel empathy and reflect Mm. on how I imagine you felt when I hurt your feelings. Like saying, I imagine you must have felt da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, and the da-da-da-da, I think it's so important to say several feeling words because that's key. When you acknowledge and empathize with how you believe that I felt when you said or did or didn't do a certain behavior, oh, does that go a long way? The empathizing that you're getting my world, that you're understanding me, and that it doesn't have to, let's say, that you don't have to agree with how I'm feeling, but you just know that I must be feeling that. And when you really express that with sincerity of several feeling words of empathy, just like we did our other podcast on the importance of practicing empathy and how it builds trust. When we apologize and show empathy, that really builds trust for me because I know that you're understanding and getting me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I. that's one of my favorites is the showing empathy and that there's so much healing both in giving it and receiving it. Uh, and I, that's the point where I feel more connected with you. Yeah. in their apology. Yeah. And I also love that you you wait until you're ready to give an apology. And that's that's so important. I tell a lot of couples, okay, and when you're going to do an apology, you know, start thinking about it. If your partner wants a certain apology, you don't have to give it right at that moment if you're not ready. Because if you're not ready, it's not going to come out sincere. So being ready means that you actually have to go through the process of like, that's bullshit. I didn't do that. Uh, they did that to me. I had every right that you have to slowly come back to wait a second. Let me just take responsibility for my behavior, whether they did something similar or not, that doesn't matter. And so taking the time to be ready for an apology is so important. And you do that. I think you do that really well, because I feel when you are giving me a sincere and focused apology, that you are ready to do that. And there's times where I want you to give one and and you're just not ready yet. You don't want to give a false one. Mm-hmm, exactly. And and then I say to you, I mean, I say right in the moment, I am sorry, but I need to feel into it a little more before I can give you a deeper apology. So I will come back to you with this. And there we have also made a personal agreement in our relationship about how long it shall take before we get back to issues. And... How long? How long is our agreement? Yeah. Uh, well, within a reasonable time. Yeah. We, we do it within a week. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cause it does take some, you know, understanding of wiping away some of the defensiveness. Cause I think that that's so important is an apology does not have, you're not defending yourself and you're not explaining your behavior. There's so many people that feel, well, can I just tell you why I did that? And when I'm working with couples, I'm like, no, no, don't say why you did it. Don't explain it because that's now making it about you instead about what the person felt. Maybe at a later time, that person may want to know or you might ask them, are you willing to 
for me to express um, why I did those certain behaviors. But again, I think that's a slippery slope because that's um, that's kind of, again, explaining or defending maybe why you might be right as opposed to an apology is not being right. Apology is not about defending. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a good point you're bringing up there because sure, I, I can feel for saying, but uh, I want to justify why I said it. I've definitely been there a lot. And with training, I've got away from that almost. <laughs> I think when people do that, I see that happen in my sessions when people try to explain. It takes away the power of what they just experienced with the accountability, the responsibility, and the empathy and the remorse. That's so powerful. And then when they go to explain why they did it, it gets back up in the head And then they end up kind of going back and forth and getting into a little bit of the frustration and the arguments Mm -hmm. again. And they lose the power of that moment of vulnerability and intimacy where one is is wanting to really understand the other's world with remorse and that show of a vulnerability. Yeah, exactly. And I would even also add to that, that it takes away from the dignity and the maturity that was just expressed in giving an apology, a good apology. And then adding on top of that why you were doing it, it just takes away right. and it, it brings it down below maturity. Yeah. Even the simple thing of apologizing for yelling. When I apologize, I am so sorry that I yelled. There is no excuse for me yelling. Even in my mind, if I'm thinking, well, you did this and you did... There, in, in my integrity of how I want to show love and be love and the kind of partner I want to be, there is not excuse for that. It's I can find a whole different way to express myself than trying to be heard by yelling. And I hear that so much, especially with women. They say, well, the reason why I yell is because he's not hearing me. Yeah, then he hears you because it's a threat and there's not respect. And then he really doesn't hear it afterwards. So I think it's so important to realize that there is no real excuse around a behavior that you know that you don't want to be that kind of person, that kind of partner. Mm-hmm. I agree. It just adds more ugliness and poison to be cleared out. So I also think that my experience is that there is some some difference sometimes between men and women around apologies. I think that uh, society men grew up with, you know, having to be strong and sometimes apologizing can show an aspect of weakness. And it's, that's such a bullshit concept in some ways. We're seeing it in our leadership of the, of our country. We don't have a president that is taking accountability. He never apologizes. And that's all the way from a leader of a country to people in families and so forth when I hear that my father never apologized and how sad that is. We're human beings. We make mistakes. We do things wrong. And it brings us down to our humanness when we when we apologize. It's the dreaded down position that a lot of men feel that if I go ahead and take accountability, I'm showing weakness. I'm saying that I'm wrong. And that's kind of like showing our belly right out that we can get attacked by being weak. So I think there's a visceral, maybe genetic 
uh, experience and that with men about not wanting to be weak. And again, I think that's a misnomer because when I take accountability and show my vulnerability, I feel empowered, especially when you receive it and not blame me back or criticize me back and even get angrier uh, for me taking accountability. So I want you to have your feelings and that's fine. But when you're able to receive it and I can feel that you are accepting of my apology, knowing how difficult it is to take accountability, then that creates a connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I got to say, I feel more respect for you after you've given me an apology. Mm. And not only do I feel more respect for you, but I also feel more love for you. Mm. Oh, great. Yeah, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apologize a lot more then, huh? <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's a smart thing it's, for men to apologize more. It is, yeah. So why do you think women have a difficult time with apologies? I think a lot of women, they, they apologize way too fast and quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I especially notice it when I'm out in the world around strangers or in stores or on the street or so, and women just apologize for minor things, like they, they're almost bonking into me and apologizing, but they're way not bonking into me, so there's no need to apologize. And um, I noticed that there, that's a lot in this um, culture here in America because I um, have not really experienced that in Denmark. When we're just on the street meeting strangers, they don't apologize for being in my way or anything. But here, women apologize so much for something they shouldn't apologize for. And it's slightly annoying, actually. Because mm. I think as many men learn early on to act strong and self-assured and and independent and to always save face by not admitting fault. I think uh, women tend to look at life in a much more personal way. Like um, if problems arise, particularly if it isn't solved, women tend to feel guilty and they either believe it was somehow their fault uh, or they didn't do enough to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. And I guess why women then apologize so often is to kind of, oh, I apologize even though there's nothing to apologize for, but that way we are connected, clean and connected and we can right. just continue. And right. Yeah, because woman's greatest fear, I think, is around deprivation of a connection, of having a relationship is so important. So when they feel that disconnection, they feel that isolation and they want to quickly come together again. And so I think that's why they, they apologize because, um, you know, also women tend to fear and avoid conflict. And I think they also tend to try to spare the feelings of others and they blame themselves more in a situation than the other person. Mm -hmm. And I do have a positive thing to say about apologizing though, hmm. women apologizing. And it's something I experience myself and that I practice. And that is that to some degree, when I apologize to others, I'm also hoping for an apology back. Mm. So now that in these past six years, I've practiced apologies so much with you, I've become comfortable apologizing. So 
I began to also take it back to my birth family, my siblings and my parents, and practice it there. And um, it's it's more of an unusual thing for them to go deeper into an apology. So sometimes when I give an apology, they're like not really taking it in or brushing it off quickly or just say a quick, oh, thank you. And that's fine. Let's, I forgive you. Let's move on. And we don't need to talk more about that. And it's like, oh, let's not stay too long in this uncomfortableness of apologizing. And I really want to stay a little longer in it and and really feel that I have delivered this apology and also take in their response to it. So often it's a little disappointing because it get brushed off and not received so well. And some of the times I'm hoping to get an apology back because often when when there is a wrong, I'm not saying it's all the time at all, but often both parties have some part in what went wrong. And it would feel really good if both parties were saying sorry for something, for some little small part of it. So I'm hearing you say that all your motivation is not to give an apology to get one, but you're hoping in some way at times as a kind of like a peaceful bridge to know, okay, I'm going to be the first one to reach out to apologize. Exactly. And that could be breaking the ice and that could be also an inspiration for the other person to then allow themselves to take responsibility and apologize. Right. It's not like you're just always giving an apology, wanting one back. No, it is often to... uh, create a bridge. Yeah, I think what you said earlier too is so important that so many people do not receive it. Just like an appreciation, they don't really let it in. And man, I know when I'm giving an apology, it's like, fuck man, this is a gift to you. Like I'm being vulnerable, I'm taking accountability. And if you're not really taking it in and just brushing it off, why would I keep wanting to apologize in the future? So I think some people have a real difficult time of their vulnerability of allowing themselves to receive it, maybe welling up and feeling the feelings again. Because a lot of people do this like, no, 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 it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Like, what do you mean it's okay? It's not okay. We know it's not okay. You're holding it in and you're not receiving it. And those people that really don't receive an apology, especially in relationships with couples I see, when they're not really receiving it, then they go ahead and complain again about something. They have more resentment. So I tell people out there, learn how to receive an apology is as important as it is to give one. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's what we're teaching in our workshops too. The receiver. It's like while you're you're being there and, and receiving these words from the other person, remember to breathe take deep breath and actually be aware of your body and feel your body and the breath in your body and hold eye contact with the person who is apologizing to you. And then once you have received the apology, take it in, take another deep breath and just take it in and feel that apology. And then from there, you can go on with either saying thank you or, you know, whatever. So when somebody is taking accountability and responsibility and they're acknowledging and empathizing with what the person has felt, if that person who is receiving it does not let themselves actually 
feel those feelings again, but instead they're holding resentment or feeling anger. It's it's not going to be a helpful situation. It's the part of allowing ourselves to be witnessed for our feelings. So if that receiver can actually acknowledge and like, yes, I did feel this. Yes, you're seeing me. And it could be healing. But if we don't allow ourselves to be witnessed that way and don't let that person in, because that's the vulnerable part is actually letting that person in and then just feeling more resentment, then that's not healing. And I see people who have a hard time actually receiving an apology. They don't allow themselves to feel vulnerable enough to be acknowledged and empathize for their feelings so that they can be met in that intimacy. So I want to talk about apologizing because in daily life, there's so many things to apologize for. And especially at the moment, it's a little more heightened because we're home so much around each other. And there's many uh, little things that happen throughout the day in daily things. Like just the other day here, we were, it was yesterday, and we were making the dinner together. And we were having a good and efficient time in the kitchen, each doing our parts of making this dinner together. And we made it so beautiful, arranged on the plates. And then we were going to go sit out on the balcony in the evening, the sunset. And we were both carrying the things out. And then just before um, we're going out for the last time, you are putting on mosquito spray and you um, drop the bottle on the glass table. So some of it sprays out on the glass table. And I was right there witnessing it and with you. And my brain just left up in the clouds. And I said, oh, little piggy. And I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Fuck, little piggy, yeah. Oh, I thought it was so funny and that that would continue our connection. But you felt really hurt. Yeah, I just felt like it just brought back moments where I think can happen often where a comment to something that I made a mistake or something that I did wasn't just perfect gets a, a, a little comment. So that triggers off things growing up or whatever. And I just feel like, gosh, it's, that's really not necessary. You know, and it felt a little shaming. So I wasn't like devastated, but it, it definitely was like, oof, that stung a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that right away you spoke your truth and told me how you felt about it. Mm-hmm. And then we go outside and sit down for dinner, and I was like, oh. "And I think, can I say that? I just want to ask you, how, how did I did I bring that up in a in a good way? Because that's also really important when some person gets a sting or hurt, and they want to tell the other person. It's really important how you respond to that so that they can hear you instead of a lot of vitriol and and anger and and bad reaction that shuts the person down. So how was my my response to you back? Mm-hmm. I like your response because it both showed that you had a boundary that you were stating and you were respectful to me and you wanted to 
speak your truth. Mm, okay, so good. you did it in a sentence or two, um, just in a matter-of-factly way. You said something about, "Ooh, that doesn't feel good." Yeah, I want to bring to your attention that that kind of felt. I felt kind of shamed for just a little little mistake that wasn't really a big deal, and I can feel that that has happened more before, uh, kind of often, that I don't say things, so I really need to say, because I don't want to lose connection. I th think I said something like that. Mm-hmm, exactly. So I was really glad you brought it to my attention. So we go out, and we sit around the table, and sit down to eat, and I take a deep breath, and I just feel my feelings for just being told that I also did something wrong by saying that joke they are calling you, oh, little piggy. And I felt shame that I had done it again. And I felt regret for doing the mistake of whipping out this fast little joke that was hurtful. I regretted that, and especially doing it right before sitting down for a meal. So I was feeling my feelings right there, and I could even feel something come up like even a resentment to you for calling me out. Mm. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm feeling my feelings, so let me just take a deep breath and feel my feelings and not just quickly respond with something that's going to deflect and protect myself and defend myself. So I took this deep breath and I immediately said, I am so sorry. That was so wrong of me. I'm so sorry I hurt you. That felt great. You know, instead of you saying, oh, I was just joking, I was just kidding. And yeah, we do that, but sometimes jokes hurt. And, and so... Um, I'm fine with you joking sometimes, but I want to tell when I heard it. So when you just said that and I felt that you were sorry, I can just feel my insides just kind of relax. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, gosh, as I was sitting there, I could so feel the urge to explain why I was saying that that old, old behavior of feeling the urge to explain why I did it to kind of take it away from me because I felt ashamed. Mm. Yeah, it's so silly. So could I just give you an apology right now as well? Let me just get my chair ready and more comfortable so I can look at you here and fully take this in. Yeah, I'm ready for it. <laughs> well, lovey, I am really sorry that I spoke those hurtful words to you. And I, I was wrong. Criticizing you, teasing you, and um, you were just spilling something. And I'm really sorry that I hurt you in this way. I imagine that you felt shamed and criticized. And belittled. Hmm. And I don't want to speak to you like that. So I'm really sorry. And I really want to try to not do it again. And is there anything I can do to make it right? 
Mm, uh, that felt good. That was, uh, I love that you looked at me and I can feel your, I can feel you. And that's what's so important. Um, I think to make it right would just be um, when that happens again, because our habits and patterns don't die overnight, um, that you just trust when I say that, uh, wow, that hurt, you know, and, and, um, uh, that in the future that you do what you just did, you know, able to apologize and understand that my experience of, of, of hurt, that you don't defend it and explain it and just, yeah, that you just do what you just did again. So how can you make it right? Um, well, it's uh, two o'clock in the afternoon and nobody's home. We can go downstairs, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not. That's all right, people. That's not manipulative, but I feel close to my wife right now, so that feels good. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate what you just said very much. Mm. Thank you, love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for receiving my apology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know that you're sincere about it, and and what you said earlier, it's some of these little things that happen. You know, I was trimming trees yesterday, and I wasn't as as careful and the trimmer, the back of the trimmer uh, hit one of your potted plants on the balcony and I broke this really nice pot. And and I said to you, I apologize. I said, hey babe, I wanna just tell you I'm really sorry. And that felt, it felt a little bit vulnerable, definitely. Part of me why I said, why I wanted to say was like, you know, why do you got so many pots out here? <laughs> Instead of making excuses, I just took accountability. I'm really sorry. and. And you were great about it. You you said, oh, that was a good pot. And yeah, thanks. Thanks for apologizing. Because you knew I didn't do that on purpose. You didn't know that. You knew that that I was remorseful about it. And so when we do these daily apologies with sincerity, it can skim any kind of deep-seated, repetitive holdings that we might have to each other. So I love when we're able to have a focused, quick apology or a deeper apology that's needed. Mm -hmm. Yes, that was a good moment. I really felt your sincerity in it uh, when I came around the corner and you were just, babe, I just got to tell you. And I felt your heart in it. And so, of course, I could also feel your vulnerability. So I didn't want to say any more there. So I just received your apology and say it's fine babe i'll find another pot Mm. and you're right you know you apologizing inspires me to want to apologize that quickly in my brain went through oh what can i apologize and and i would like to give you an apology if you're ready Mm, wow nice surprise thank you love (laughs) yeah So there's many times where I get impatient and uh, accusatory and blame you for not being ready when I want you to be ready. Last week when we were going to eat outside, I thought that uh, everything was cooked and ready and warm. And I was like, okay, let's go. And you were still doing something, I think writing an email or, or something. And and I got impatient and was critical and said, come on, babe, you know, I can't believe that, that uh, you know, you're, you're not ready when you said you're going to be ready. And I gave you energy and you don't deserve that. 
I'm sure that you felt attacked and you felt disrespected. I imagine that you felt hurt. I imagine that you felt probably confused, unsafe, unloved. And uh, I'm really sorry for that energy. I can bring to your attention a whole different way. So I've done that um, even when I'm waiting for us to watch a movie together. And so I want to really put attention to not being that impatient and uh, maybe be lighter. I'm really sorry that, that I gave you that energy. Wow. Thank you. I just felt this involuntary deep breath just coming through me, this release of getting this apology from you. And it feels really good. It's like, it also feels like I'm forgiven because I'm definitely also have my part in this because I do have this tendency to just get one more thing done, like just finish off this email or just quickly hang up some laundry or pack something away. And I'm, yeah, in a way, a little busybody there that, oh, I can just get one more thing in. Yeah. And of course, that is annoying to you. So your outburst was, of course, there was some truth to that. I was stalling coming out for the warm dinner and I'm stalling to come sit down to watch the movie with you. So it is good for me to be called out on this. It's just the way you do it. That's it. That's why I'm apologetic. It's the way that I do it. Like you're saying, like this part of me that feels, okay, I feel justified for like calling you out, but not the way that I do. And I know that it brings up um, hurt from uh, how your father would react to you. And so there's a trauma trigger there. And I don't want to keep re-triggering that. So there's a whole different way, even though, like you said, you know, I want you to own your part of it. The apology is about just me taking responsibility for how I'm doing it. I don't want to, I don't want to do it that way. Mm -hmm. Thank you, love. And we both have a part in this. It's a theme that we are repeating and playing yeah. again and again. So it comes up again yeah. at least once a week. That, that we get another chance That's right. to deal with it in a different way. Just like conflict, it's a, it's a chance for understanding. And this, to me, is just a chance for more connection. And when I see couples that are so marred in this disconnection of that they don't do apologies well and they're holding resentments, I love when we do this well to get more into understanding and connection with each other. And it's so important to be able to do this more often or in the small things and in, in the bigger things. And I just want to, you know, have that more in our life because we, when we can accept it from each other, accepting an apology is so important because it is a vulnerable thing to do and that it brings us closer. So I like that we're getting better and better and better at it and that it's a part of our couple's repertoire tool that really brings us close together. Those bookends of appreciations and apologies, we're really getting that. I want to master those because I think that those two are just vital to having a healthy relationship. 
I think a happy marriage is between two people who are willing to apologize and willing to forgive. And like last night, when we were going to watch that movie, you could have said, oh, babe, I'm sorry. I spoke a little harsh to you again there. And I could have said, and I'm sorry, I was actually stalling and checking an email. And we do this sometimes. So half of the time we do it right on the spot. And um, so I'm just saying it and, and that sometimes we do it right on the spot. Other times we sleep on it. And then we wake up with clarity and like today, we're like apologizing for last night today and it feels good to clear that. Yeah. Yeah. I love when we're able to do it in the moment and we both receive it. And then there's other times that in reflection, which we do is we go over reflection of how we were to each other. I know I do that in my thoughts about how am I being the partner that I want to be. And when I look back and go, mm, there are some moments that I don't like that I want to take accountability that I cause some hurt and to be able to go back and apologize. So yeah, it can be done both ways. I don't think uh, as long as it's felt, it's a, it's a good apology. Mm -hmm. And we, we just keep practicing this because it it's going to keep happening, you know, throughout our lives. And uh, if not daily, then at least weekly, we're going to mess up and need to apologize. And be really present with each other and and feel the feelings of the vulnerability, but stay connected and let go of the, the resentment and uh, the unawareness of our behaviors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do want to round off here with a sign we have hanging out in their garden. Mm. And it's an Hawaiian saying, and it's very simple. It just have four sentences. And it says, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And it's great to walk by that and be reminded and practice that. It's the Hawaiian ho'opo'ono. Yeah. I think that's really good to say to ourselves at times, too when we know that we're messing up or not being the person that we want to be. Mm -hmm, exactly. I have it hanging on a tree right on the steps as we're walking down to the forest past my art studio. So I'll walk by it often and we will walk by it every time we take a walk. So we take it with us and we might just state it yeah. as we're walking. And we haven't talked about forgiveness. I think that's a whole other podcast, you know, to tell people that if you're accepting an apology, it doesn't mean that you have to forgive the person. It has nothing to do with forgiveness. That's a whole different thing. So we'll, we'll do one on forgiveness. They can correlate, but they can be very separate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That actually takes some training too. Mm -hmm. Some awareness. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to round off with a little quote from Rumi that I like a lot of his sayings. Out beyond right and wrong, there is a feel. I will meet you there. And that's a thing with, with uh, relationships. 
we are gonna mess up and butt heads and disagree and be messy now and then and out there beyond right and wrong we'll meet in that field yeah get away from the right and wrong i think that's so important i'm right you're wrong that pits people against each other is just meeting in the field beyond that mm. mm-hmm. many people know that quote but it's a beautiful one to, to say now yeah and now that we're done here in the studio, we actually have a little project, a handyman, handywoman project to do. So who knows what's going to come up there because we have an air conditioner to set up mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Yeah. After this conversation, I think we're going to be more mindful, more connected. And I look forward to that. I look forward to doing a project with you and staying connected. So thank you, babe. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, love. Mm-hmm. I love you, sweetie. I love you. Relationships, Let's Talk About It is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting, PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit heartsharecounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Relationships, Let's Talk About It, is produced by Auxbus. You can create your own professional podcast today, faster and easier. Try it for free at auxbus.com. That's A-U-X-B-U-S dot com. Oxbus. <laughs> <laughs>